0: Sunday, 1st November 2020, 2 John chapter 1, verse 12 to 3 John uh, 1 to 15. Three personalities. In John's second letter, he deals with generalities. He doesn't name the woman, the church or the people that he describes as antichrists. But in his third letter, John addresses people by name. Three different personalities. Gaius, an encourager. Diotrephes, an egotist, and Demetrius, an example. He starts with his friend Gaius and prays that God will bless him with good health and that his life will prosper. Now, Hopefully we we all pray that God will bless those we love, desire that they would do well. But it's not a proof text that everyone who believes in Jesus will be healthy, wealthy and wise, as some would have us believe. I'm a listener testimony to the truth of that i thank god for my health but as for the other two I'm, i'm not quite so sure the prosperity gospel teachers have a lot to answer for they twist god's word and damage many people by it particularly when people are struggling and they tell them it's because they don't have the faith for healing or for bettering themselves anyway back to the text there were many roving preachers taking the good news to the people Some had been sent out for the church, whilst others it was a way of earning a living. But Gaius didn't judge them. He invited all of them to stay in his home. He just wanted to bless anyone who spoke about Jesus, no matter what their motivation. And the word got back to John about what Gaius was doing, the way he encouraged people. He didn't just provide bed, breakfast and an evening meal. He would take them to their next destination, providing protection and paying for the journey out of his own pocket. Can you imagine the effect it had? Not only did the preacher feel loved, but because his expenses were met, it meant they didn't have to take up an offering at the outreach meetings. One of the things that's always bugged me is churches putting a plate out at a wedding or a funeral. They get a fee to do the ceremony, so why ask for more? Refusing a donation is far more powerful message to those who believe the church is only after their money. We have an opportunity to help people on their way, not to the next town, but on their journey to heaven. And seeing the church wanted to give more than we take has a profound effect on people. The other evening, Kate and the YFC team were in the park, a young guy in bright white designer clothes was giving them a hard time and he, th- he thought that they were there to judge him and his way of life. But the moment he realised that they were not judging him, but were actually interested in him, his attitude changed. He said no one ever treated him that way before. Gaius was an encourager and so can we be. May God always bless, encourage us. Now, John was quite prescriptive about people. Don't let those who spread false teaching anywhere near you, but to those who brought the truth, do all you can to help and bless them. And the second person John speaks about, Diotrephes, he was the opposite of Gaius. He refused to help anyone who came to town. He wanted all the limelight. Many years ago, I used to preach once a month at a church in Essex. The church had great potential. However, a certain man blocked anything good that was happening. He banned a prayer group from meeting in church. He wouldn't allow anyone save the preacher to pray in services. And he stopped the local scout group meeting in the halls. Why? It was because he had a plan to sell the church and set up a village hall dedicated to his family name. Sadly, those who wanted to see the church prosper departed, and he was left to run everything. And in the end, both the church and his health deteriorated. The building was sold, and he got his memorial hall, but I'm not sure he was ever well enough to enjoy it. The church re-emerged and now meets in that memorial hall but no one's bothered about who it's named after. Diotrephes was like this man. His desire was to rule the roost. It was damaging the church, but John was determined to deal with him. We need to watch out for those who seek to control. Look at their motivation. Is it to benefit the majority, or is it to promote themselves? Remember, no one is bigger than the church. And finally, we have the example of Demetrius. Everyone speaks well of him. No one has a bad word to say about him. His reputation reaches far and wide. So what did he do? I don't know. John didn't actually say what he did. It just goes down in history as a good guy that everyone spoke well of. Do you know people like that? People who beaver away in the background and never seek the limelight. Nice people who are liked by everyone and often taken for granted by everyone. They're never taken for granted by God. And I'm so blessed that over the years I've had good people around me who just get on with the things without any fuss. People who make the space pleasant for others. We come into church and everything is ready for us. How often do we even think that someone has done something to get it ready? May we follow the example of those backroom boys and girls that we rely on and start to realise just how valuable they really are. And really, finally, I just want to say something about the way both 2 John and 3 John end. He says, I would rather not write to you. I hope to see you soon. And we will talk face to face. John was about a hundred years old. And yet his desire was still to get out there. And meet people face to face. Last night the government announced that we wouldn't be able to meet face to face. Until after I retire. And suddenly I feel a bit like John. You don't realise what you miss. Until you can't have it. May we encounter. Continue to encourage one another and appreciate all that God has given us. Amen.